Welcome to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. My name is Sandra, and I'm the virtual mom bestie you didn't know you needed. Grab a cup, make yourself comfortable, and allow me to spill the tea on motherhood. Welcome back to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. I am interrupting my marriage segment this week with an episode catching you up on life at my house with a toddler that is getting ready to turn three. He will be three in, gosh, less than eight weeks, I think. Um, the, the stuff we're going through right now, I am a little bit lost. <laughs> I feel a little bit like I'm going to lose my mind and I'm really confused about where my super sweet and chill and kind and affectionate toddler has gone. We are, I mean, he's like a three-nager right now. He, you know, I, I don't feel like we really experienced what everyone calls terrible twos, but right now I can say I have a three-nager and I am just wondering how long this mood is going to last, if it is a quick two or three week little thing, or if this is what the next 12 months are going to be like. <laughs> so if you have a younger toddler, I think this will be interesting for you to hear. And if you're in it right now, I hope you can relate. And if your toddler is older, then perhaps you can reach out to me and tell me that it's going to be okay. <laughs> so let's jump in. So I kid you not when I say I have, I have had the sweetest toddler there is. Seriously. I really don't like how everyone talks about the terrible twos or I don't know, there's all kinds of little, little things we call all the different stages and ages that our toddlers get into. I, I can't even remember them all, but I've heard all kinds of horrible things that Twos are bad, threes are bad, fours are bad. I don't know. Anyways, I also hate when people say, oh, do you have a good baby? It's like, I have a baby. Yeah, maybe my baby cries more than some, but I have a baby. It's not a good baby or a bad baby. It's a baby. <laughs> so yeah, we did not really experience the terrible twos. Um, and I was really surprised by it. Like we did have... I mean, it, it was not easy, right? We definitely had our fair share of tantrums and meltdowns, anything and everything from not wanting to get dressed in the morning for school. He hates taking off his pajamas in the mornings, but then also hates putting them on in the afternoons, right? We had those moments where he did not want to take a bath. It was like an act of Congress to get him in the bathtub, but then also he didn't want to get back out. So, so many things like that where you are just, like, so confused. What, what is this foreign creature that I am raising here? Why are they so complicated and confusing? And it was really important to me <clears throat> to always put myself in his shoes. How difficult it must be when you can't do anything for yourself. You're not independent. 
someone is telling you all day what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, when you're going to get dressed, when we're going somewhere, you know, everything. And especially when they're still really, really young toddlers and they can't communicate that well, I can't imagine if I want, you know, a fork instead of a spoon and someone gives me a spoon, how frustrating that would be if I can't tell you, no, I need a fork. (laughs) So the whole thing though about like if you give them a blue plate but they wanted a green plate but you can't read their mind, it's like that's a little almost nutty to me. (laughs) But anyways, we'll give them a pass because they're young, they're developing, their frontal cortex is not developed, so they're impulsive, they don't know how to properly communicate, they're what we would think of as misbehavior is really what should be called communication. So, you know, we have to be as patient as possible and just take them as they are every day. And every day you wake up and they're going to be in a different mood. It's literally like raising someone with an unstable mood disorder. And that is not me putting a stab at anyone that struggles with mental health, I am personally on a mood stabilizer. I don't have bipolar. I just, I don't know, my doctor um, calls it depressive mood disorder where I would wake up one day and my husband didn't know if I was going to be really upbeat or if I was going to be kind of bummed out for no real reason. So it's kind of like that, you know, (laughs) except we can't give them a mood stabilizer. So here we are. Anyway, so we did have some tantrums and meltdowns, like I said, um, but he was overall, I would say, looking back on age two, the sweetest human. Like, I did not like newborn life, but I loved age two. Truly, I, I, so many days I just wanted to freeze him in time, and I had been so sad about him getting older you know, they're finally, they have their personality and they can communicate with you and you can start having conversations with them and it's so much fun. And there is nothing in this world better than when you spent a year, I, in my opinion, newborn hell because I was not in newborn bliss, honestly. Um, maybe newborn hell is a little extreme, but toddlerhood for me has been the best thing ever and I think I think it's like you're one or the other I know so many people that love newborn life and are really overwhelmed by toddlerhood and then for me I was super overwhelmed by newborn life because of you know postpartum depression and anxiety and bickering and my marriage and just everything was so new and it was really freaking hard But toddlerhood, now I feel confident as a mom. My husband and I are back on the same page, you know, and my toddler has been just the sweetest little human. When they start to tell you after you spend a year of just in survival mode caring for a baby and then they can talk to you and they tell you they love you, oh my God, it is literally the best thing in the world, right? When they come running up to you for those big, big toddler bear hugs and kisses and, oh, the snuggles, it's amazing. (sighs) It's amazing. I mean, he, 
he literally tells me that he loves me a hundred times a day and asks for hugs and kisses and to snuggle. And I know not every toddler is like that. When I tell my girlfriends what he's like, I can sense that their their son or daughter is not quite as affectionate as as my son, like not to that degree. I mean, he will literally like rub my arm and say like, oh, you're the most special mommy in the world. And he's clearly repeating things I've said to him because I'm overly affectionate with him. I'm always like, you're so special to me. You know, I, I'm so happy that I'm your mom. And so he like repeats these things to me, but just randomly all the time. So sweet. And the other hard part of two is you may have that phase where you as the mom most often is the preferred parent and that can be really hard too. We definitely had a very lengthy stage of being really attached to me, like Velcroed on, you know, and didn't want my husband. There was a lot of like, go away, daddy, I want mommy or I want mommy to do it, right? Like, no, I don't want you to cut my whatever. I want mommy to do it. So that can be a little bit challenging. Um, Like he always just wanted me to do bedtime and not my husband. So it it's a lot when you're the preferred parent. And it's also hard not to resent your partner. Like my husband was 100% willing to do his fair share of everything regarding childcare, child rearing. Um, And when my son only wanted me, Like, it's not my husband's fault that he doesn't want him, but it's hard not to resent your husband for it when you're exhausted and you need a break and you've gone up three times now of trying to put him to bed and he doesn't want your husband. Like, my husband would go up there for him to have a turn of trying to get him to sleep and it was like, no, I want mommy. (laughs) So, you know, there are a lot of hard moments like that for sure. So, yeah, now let me, I really just need to offload and vent a little bit about what toddlerhood has been like as of the last maybe three months or so, and especially the last two weeks when my husband and and I truly are looking at each other like, who is this little monster? Um... Like, we don't recognize our son right now. (laughs) So this is going to be, I guess, a therapeutic venting session. And I would love it if you came over to Instagram at mybestmomfriend. And if your child is around the same age, tell me if you are going through this right now. And if your child is older, tell me it's going to be better again. (laughs) So I would say... About three months ago, the word why became my least favorite word in the dictionary. (laughs) Everything was why. I would tell him something, why? And then I would say something else, why? 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 And I knew that this stage would come, right? You see it in movies, on shows. The kids say why all the time. So I'm going to give you an example of like to what extent he asks me why okay so we're in the car and we're driving home from school one day 
you know, we talk about his day and then he says, oh, what are we going to do when we get home? And I said, we're going to make dinner. So he says, why? (laughs) I'm, I'm sitting there like WTF. What do you mean why? So I said, because we're hungry and we always eat dinner around this time. Why? Because we expel energy all day and need food for for fuel. Why? Because we're humans. Why? And I was like, dude, I'm about to have like an existential crisis here if if you ask two or three more layers of why. (laughs) Like, I don't know. We're humans. Because there was some kind of explosion in the universe once and and I don't know, like there was, there was dust particles and then, and now here we are, (laughs) you know, like this conversation could have gone a scientific route or a religious route or both. And I'm like, no. So I realized that, you know what, I'm going to make a new rule. You only get so many whys per thought per sentence. (laughs) And no, listen, I am all about conscious parenting. So I'm, I'm joking when I say this because I I love his curiosity, the fact that he's inquisitive. I want to always answer his questions. I don't just want to say because, you know, because that's how it is. Because. Because I said so, right? I do want to teach him things, but seriously, like how many layers of why can you answer until you just want to jump out of the car? So... I actually asked this to um, to Instagram and I had a few responses where people said, oh, I just start to say something funny. Like if they say why too many times, I'm just like purple and it just makes them laugh and makes them move on. I haven't really tried that because like I said, I do really just like to answer his questions. But yeah, everything is why, 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 why? We need to get dressed in the morning, baby. Why? Because we have to go to school. Why? Because mommy and daddy have to work. Why? Because otherwise we can't afford to eat food. Why? And I'm like, oh my God, I can't. (sighs) Okay, so yeah, we had the whole why stage. And it's still a stage, but it was definitely like a one month period where it was hardcore why. Everything was why. Anyway, So, now we are in a stage, like I said, as of two weeks ago, where he, oh my gosh, so he, we said it's bedtime, and we, we don't just abruptly say, oh, okay, come on, we're going upstairs, it's bedtime, like, we give him the warnings, not warnings, we, we let him know in advance, you know, like, hey, buddy, you know, in 30 minutes, we're going to go to bed. And then, you know, after 15 minutes, we remind him, hey, you know, you've got 15 more minutes to play and then we're going to bed. You know, let's go ahead and put your pajamas on. And it went south real quick. He was in his playroom and he yelled no to us at the top of his lungs multiple times, slammed the playroom door, asking us to leave go away, go away, no, no, (laughs) in this, the ugliest tone, 
ever. And like I said, he has been the sweetest, most affectionate, thoughtful, like even-tempered little human. Like people are always shocked when they're around him. They're like, how is he so chill and so nice and so thoughtful? Anyway, so yeah, my husband are just kind of looking at each other like WTF, what is this? And you know, all these things are new to us. You know, you can read the parenting books, but until you're in a certain situation, like it's, I don't know, like I really struggle thinking on my feet super quick, figuring out the best approach for the situation. It's like, I need to go grab my parenting manual, like Becky good inside or whatever, and flip to whatever page talks about your kid being rebellious and saying no and how to properly respond. (laughs) So I don't know. I've kind of just been freezing up and my husband has been doing the whole conscious parenting thing, being so, you know, gentle and um, patient with him and explaining things and validating his feelings. And I do that too. But I'm just saying I have been like a deer caught in headlights again when he suddenly has these like freak out moments rebelling against what I say we need to go do and I like don't know how to respond (laughs) so I'm like I'm trying to figure it out you know if you if you have tips again come over to Instagram and please let me know but yeah so slam the door finally get him upstairs to his room crying hysterically yelling no I'm not tired no 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 slamming his door he literally the next day almost lost his voice. His voice was so raspy. It was wild, just the amount of yelling he did. And he has never yelled at us like that. And it was, it was very confusing, (laughs) to say the least. Anyways, so finally, I, I was able to calm him down because he also, it was like, go away, go away. No, go away. Don't come in here. I don't like you. And I'm like, whoa. So somehow, I finally got him to calm down. I was holding him. And we had a little heart-to-heart conversation. And, you know, he explained why he's he's so angry. And I did the whole, like, it's okay to feel angry. It's okay to have these emotions. But we don't slam doors, you know, and we don't yell at mommy and daddy. Like, that's not kind. So did all that, but validated his feelings. You know, we had just come back from the beach and we were with his grandparents and you know he always has like a granny hangover when we leave her he my mother-in-law is one of his top favorite people like sometimes I think he loves her even more than me and whenever he's been with her for an extended period of time and then he leaves he is a hot mess and he misses her like crazy. So he's angry. And, you know, I try to get to the root of it. And I was just like, do you, like, are you just sad that we left the beach? And, you know, we had so much fun and, and you miss granny maybe. And he was like, yeah, I'm really sad. So, you know, this underlying feeling was sadness, but it was coming out as anger. And I was just really happy to, to stay calm and present and, get to the root of it and then I got him to calm down and he also explained that he was angry that he has to go to bed because he's not tired yet so after several days of this my husband and I realized okay like let's just push his bedtime back 
Because really, we were going to start pushing it back by like 30 minutes soon anyway with him getting older. But we ended up having to push it back a full hour because we were like, look, it'll be way easier for us and more fun if he just stays awake an extra hour and we get to hang out versus spending an hour doing this, this putting him to bed, him walking back out of his room, calling for us, crying, yelling, no, I'm not tired. And then us taking turns going back upstairs to try and get him down. And it would take, I mean, that first week it took like two hours to get him to bed. It was wild. But yeah, I think so much about toddlerhood is being flexible regulating yourself and staying as patient as possible which is so much easier said than done and validating as much as you can and trying to get to the root of their their big emotions so as I'm recording this it's still challenging and so the other thing that happened that's new for us is so we switched him to a big boy bed I want to say like four months ago. Sorry, I keep clearing my throat. I feel like there's just, I don't know. I just don't feel like cutting it out because I'm a busy mom and I'm lazy. (laughs) So bear with me. Anyway, so he did so great in his big boy bed for so long. Never came out of it. Like bedtime was a breeze. He would lay down, we would snuggle with him and then leave and he would go to bed. And all of a sudden, like three weeks ago, he realized he could get out of his bed. <laughs> it scared the shit out of me because we thought he was down and my husband jumped in the shower and next to him, I was running a bath because I was ready to relax and unwind. All of a sudden, I turn around and there's this little person behind me just giggling, laughing like, oh, I left my room for the first time and I it scared the crap out of me and I was like, Oh my God. But also it was funny because he was like so proud of himself and it was really funny. And it just seemed like this cute milestone because my husband and I had been wondering like how long are we going to get with him staying in his room in his bed without trying to escape. And shockingly, we made it three or four months before he ever realized like, oh, I can actually, you know, leave my room. (laughs) So he started doing that and he only did it every now and then. Like usually he would be a very good listener and stay in his room and stay in his bed. And now it's an every night thing. And he comes out like five or 10 times and we have to go back upstairs, like snuggle with him again, explain to him that he needs to stay in his bed and that we can't keep doing this little dance. And it's frustrating. So... Yeah, I'm sure if, you know, if I were to like spank him and say like, no, you have to stay in your room, I'm sure then he would listen. But I am parenting in such a way that I do not want to earn respect through fear. But, you know, that said, parenting in a conscious way, in a gentle way, in my opinion, is so much harder than raising your children in like an obedience 
more aggressive way. I'm not judging if that is how you handle it, but I'm just imagining that having to regulate yourself and not just be reactive and have to have conversations and be patient and validate and talk through things is time-consuming, exhausting, versus just yelling and threatening to or actually spanking them and then them staying in their room for fear of getting hit again. Because I'm sure if I were to spank him one time and yell at him, he would never leave his room. But that is just not how I want to do things. So that makes it so much more challenging. (laughs) And he thinks he can, you know, kind of do whatever he wants. So yeah. Anyways, but the cute thing, this other milestone we had is he has been scared to walk in the hallway alone like really anytime because there's no windows in the hallway. So it's a little bit dark and it's a very long hallway upstairs. And so every morning in his big boy bed, he calls me. He's like, mommy, 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 mommy. As soon as he wakes up and he calls me so many times, like he'll have said my name 15 times before my feet even hit the ground coming out of my own bed to walk over there. And eventually I said, hey buddy, you know, when you wake up, when you see, you know, through your curtains that it's morning and the sun is out and you wake up, you can, you can get out of your bed and walk to mommy and daddy's room and come snuggle with us. And he did it one morning, like two or three days after I told him this. And it was the sweetest, sweetest milestone ever to, for him to come like running in our room. He brought us each a stuffed animal, like, good morning, everybody. It was just the cutest thing. It made my heart so happy. And, you know, I was like, you're so brave. Like you went down the hallway by yourself. Like, are you so proud of yourself? And he was like, yeah, I'm so brave. I'm so proud of myself. And it was just so cute. So he does that every single day now. And it's like my favorite part of the day. It's so sweet. But he started to do it even earlier in the morning, like four a.m. 6 a.m. but the nice thing is he's actually coming in and laying down next to me and my husband and just drifting back off to sleep and it's really really sweet so that has been a really cute milestone but because he now realizes he can leave his room therefore now he does it at bedtime 20 times every night which is frustrating but anyway Another thing my once very sweet and affectionate son is starting to do is when I kiss him now, he, like, I kiss his lips or his cheeks or whatever, and he wipes away my kisses, or he almost, like, smacks himself to get the kiss off, (laughs) And I'm like, dude, do not smack yourself like that. And what's wrong with me suddenly kissing you or hugging you? Like you were so affectionate. Oh my gosh. I'm like trying not to take it personally, you know, but it is so bizarre. And, and now he's saying things like, like if I say, good night, I love you because he's sort of pissed off that he has to go to bed. He says, I don't love you. And I just look at him 
And I'm like, that's, that's not a kind thing to say. Like, don't say things that you don't mean. I was like, because that's going to hurt people's feelings, you know? Because he's, like I said, my mother-in-law is one of his top two favorite people in the world. And he'll randomly also say, I don't love granny. And I, I'm like, yes, you do. Don't say these things that you don't really mean. Like, don't purposely be unkind, you know? So suddenly we are not affectionate. We're wiping away mommy's kisses. We're saying rude things. Like I, I have yet to hear, I hate you, which I think is a thing that teenagers say sometimes. But honestly, hearing I don't love you is very similar to I hate you. <laughs> so yeah, like he just really feels like a teenager right now. And it's weird. <laughs> um, what else? We are fully potty trained, but we're regressing a little bit, which I know that my friends with kids the same age are struggling with right now too. Um, one of my girlfriends, if you saw my reel on Instagram, woke up to literally a poop explosion. Her son still wears a pull-up to bed at night, but he pooped so much in his pull-up and it was everywhere. Like everywhere. <laughs> and my son has now wet the bed twice in the last two weeks. Um, I kind of blame myself for not totally cutting out water right before bed, but it's like you also feel like a shitty parent when they say they're thirsty and you say, oh, no, you know, it's 10 minutes to bedtime. You really shouldn't have any more water. Like that feels really cruel and not right. So he wet the bed twice. And he has definitely peed himself a couple of times throughout the day now over the last month. And the other morning, the same, or the, the morning before my girlfriend woke up to a little literal shit storm explosion in her toddler's room, um, my husband was downstairs going to the bathroom and I ran upstairs to brush my teeth and get dressed and my son was playing in the playroom by himself, which is literally attached to the downstairs bathroom where my husband was. And all of a sudden I hear my husband yelling for me and I'm like, Oh my God, like what happened? What happened? Like, is everything okay? And he was like, yeah, Xander just shit on the playroom floor. <laughs> I'm like, Oh God, because he always communicates with us when he has to go potty and he didn't say anything to anyone, I guess, because neither one of us were in the room with him. But even still, he usually comes, you know, running out and tells us he has to go. But we had told him, hey, can you please change your clothes for school? Because he can do that independently now. And he took all his clothes off. And I guess he realized he had to poop. And so he was naked and he pooped on the floor, on the carpet, <laughs> which was super fun to clean up, but not as messy as my girlfriend like if you haven't seen it go watch it's like one of my latest reels and I think it's really funny my other girlfriend was putting her she has a one-year-old and a three-year-old she had just gotten the one-year-old buckled into the car taking them both to daycare and her three-year-old was standing on the sidewalk next to her and peed himself peed all over the sidewalk and so she had to 
get the one-year-olds back out of the car, bring him inside, and then bring her toddler inside to change him, and then get them both back in the car. And like, this is where, you know, we only have one child, we're one and done. And that is where I, when I think about the logistics of handling two or three children or more, I get anxiety. Like, those are the moments. Like, I always ask myself, how do people with multiples get a baby and a toddler ready at the same time and into the car? And, like, that would be so stressful and overwhelming for me. And then you have things like that that happen. And it's so funny. She sent me her, the footage from her ring doorbell camera, and it just looked so funny. (laughs) So, yeah, I've definitely heard lots of toddlers this age are regressing with potty training um and my toddler just if if you can't tell already he has just started to become so bossy like this little bossy brat if I'm allowed to say that like I adore him he's the love of my life but all of a sudden he's so demanding and bossy everything was please and thank you and he would be so grateful and appreciative of every little thing that I do and all of a sudden it's like no you go away like to me and I was always the preferred parent so this is very new for me like I'll be in the playroom with him and he doesn't like how I'm playing or something and he's like no you go in the kitchen right now go in the kitchen and I'm like who do you think you are? You don't talk to mommy like this. (laughs) So we've had just, I wish I could think of more super bossy moments. Like he has been addicted to, to the TV. Like, I don't know how this happened. I think it's just been so hot outside that after school, I haven't been wanting to go outside as much. And he wants to watch TV. And then like, I've been reading a lot of books. So I'm just kind of laying on the couch while he's watching an episode of like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or he's been obsessed with the Jungle Book and I'm so into my book that I've just kind of allowed him to watch more than usual and I've created this little screen time addict so when I picked him up from school the other day he said I want to watch Mickey Mouse on the phone back here and I said no baby you know we need to start limiting how much we watch TV. Why? Because it's not good for your brain. Why? And I'm like, just because, you know, it's, it's just, they say it's not good. So it's not good. So we have to listen to the people. (laughs) And he said, no, I want you to put on Mickey Mouse right now. And I said, first of all, you don't talk to mommy like this. And I'm driving, so I couldn't do that even if I wanted to. And then he said, I want you to stop driving right now and put on Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I'm like, no, dude. No, 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 no. Like, You need to talk to me in a nice way. So <sighs> it's been interesting. That's really all I think I have to share and to vent about. And yeah, I hope that my super sweet, loving, affectionate little boy comes back to me soon. (laughs) And oh, also, okay, he's just been really confusing and constantly contradicting himself. Like he 
told me to leave his room when he was mad that he had to go to bed. Like, go away. I don't want you in here. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go then. And he's like, no, no, I want you. Come back. And so then I go to reach my arms out to him to hug him or hold him. And he's like pushing my arms away. Like, no, I don't want you. And I said, you just said you wanted me. I'm so confused. So there's been a lot of that or like I want tacos for dinner. And so I go and make him these veggie tacos. It takes me, you know, 15, 20 minutes to put all this together. And then I hand it to him and he says, I don't want tacos. (laughs) It's literally like toddlers are like unstable little hellions. Okay, so now I'm truly done venting. Thank you for listening. I just, I needed to get all this off my chest. And hopefully, well, I was going to say, hopefully you can relate. But also, I don't want you to relate because I hope that your son or daughter is still in their sweet stage. Because, you know, while I want to relate to other parents and feel this like, solidarity I also don't wish this upon you so yeah (laughs) that's really all I have to say so thank you for listening this was a shorter episode I think next week I will go back to the marriage series that I'm doing I hope you guys enjoyed the break from it and hop over to Instagram let me know if your toddler is a little hellion right now and how you're dealing with it, how you're holding up, have you lost your sanity yet, are you, you know, I don't know. We are actually going on vacation. Actually, I think by the time this airs, we'll already be back from vacation. My husband and I are going to the Caribbean without him. It will be the first time we are leaving him where we're both actually like getting on an airplane and being an airplane ride away and not just a three-hour car ride. So it makes me a little bit nervous, but he'll be with my mother-in-law. It'll be four nights of him with her. And I know it'll be great. They adore each other. They're going to have a blast. And I trust her more than any anyone in the world. But I already know that when we come back, like he's already kind of a hot mess. He is going to have a granny hangover from hell because he will never have been with her for this long, this many nights. And I'm just already mentally preparing for how rough probably two weeks after we get back is going to be of him missing her and him having to get back into his routine. So I don't know, pray for me, send positive vibes, all the things. All right, I am truly closing this episode out now. And thank you, thank you for listening and for being here with me every single week and sitting, you know, here with me like truly one of my virtual mom besties and for letting me, you know, spill out my heart and for chatting with me. If you're enjoying this, this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review and share it with your mom friends. And I will see you again next week. Thanks for tuning in. For more, follow along on Instagram at mybestmomfriend. I'll see you again next time.